It's the Beckler and Shauna podcast. Your daily download of X929's X Mornings with Beckler and Shauna. Brought to you by Shane Holmes. Offering affordable customization on your new home. It's Tuesday, October 31st, 2023. Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. I'm Beckler. I'm Shauna. It's one of the most fun days of the whole year. It really is. Love Halloween. Although we, I haven't seen any costumes this morning. Have you, Shauna? I saw one. Did you? What was it? That was it. It was a fairy. A fairy. Yeah. We saw a pretty good Beetlejuice yesterday. Odd to dress up the day before Halloween. A bit but, strange, but there you are. It was a good Beetlejuice costume. Yeah. Uh, I always love, it's fun when people in their cars are dressed up. <laughs> You pull up to a like a stoplight, and I remember that from last year. We just a bunch of people just in their cars and their ridiculous Halloween costumes. I was like, "Yep, yeah, I love this time of year." And you can't handle any serious business today. You sure can't. I don't think anybody can get fired today. Or no, no. Evicted if you're in costume. You, know, you can't. No. <laughs> can't do any of that. <laughs> um, I'm taking the kids out trick or treat tonight. It's actually fairly warm here tonight. We were a little worried last week when it was freezing cold and snowing. Yeah, can you imagine if it was like minus 18 or oh, something? Oh, nope. I mean, we had some cold Halloweens growing up, but this should be fairly comfortable tonight. Yeah. Enough yeah. of the snow is melted that I don't think they're going to have to worry about like slipping as they're burning between houses and... Kind of, what, going to be four or five degrees out? So that's yeah, that's bad. pretty comfortable Yeah. for this part of the world. Okay. I know, we, we're going to, I think, just stick in our neighborhood. There's a, a street in Auburn Bay that has the biggest Halloween party you've ever seen. It's like, insane. It's nuts. I've never seen anything like it. I'm sure if you Google it, you can Auburn Bay Calgary Halloween party, um, but they closed the whole street. Someone there told me that each resident spends like over a thousand bucks on candy. Which I've heard a friend of mine lives there, and I've heard that the like the community association actually will assist in that cost because oh. I mean that is a hell of a lot of money to spend on candy, right? Sure is, and it's it's like a ritzier street. Like yeah. I think people have money on this street, but, but still, it's a lot. And I think as it's getting bigger and bigger, like my friend was saying, that it's it's getting a bit out of hand. Like <laughs> they keep trying to expand it, and because people just keep hearing about it, and yeah, it looks like it looks like a blast. It's insane. Like, it's so busy on that street now, though. Yeah, like, food trucks and, like, yeah. decorations across the streetlights spanning the street and stuff. Yeah. Like, and every house goes all out. Some are playing movies on projectors. and um, Pretty cool. But I could see, yeah, how it's, like, if you are the de facto Halloween party host for the neighborhood that maybe you'd like a little help with the candy bill each year. Maybe. So that's cool that the community association steps in. Yes. So we were going to go to that, but I don't know. We... Like, our neighborhood, most of the kids are university-aged. Right. People are a little bit older. Um, so I feel almost a responsibility to also trick-or-treat in our neighborhood because, I mean, my neighbors still put up decorations and get candy and stuff. Yeah. And, you know, you got to keep Halloween alive in your neighborhood, too. Totally. Yeah. We can't just all go to the the hot spots. No. So I think the boys are going to trick-or-treat in our neighborhood tonight. Well, that's good. And it should be fun. Yeah. Uh, we actually didn't really talk about Halloween at all on the show today. We've been talking about it leading up, but uh, we got an etymology. Buck and Pat make an appearance. Um, Airbnb is in trouble, so we're hoping to help them out a little. We're going to talk about the, the news involving the carbon tax over the last week. There have been some, uh, some hot news stories about the carbon tax across Canada. Frig Mary Kill with TV shows. And Shauna has a run-in at Tim Hortons after... You're out of context clip of the show. Come to bleach his ass. <laughs> bleach it. The Beckler and Shauna Podcast. So I go to Tim Hortons in the morning before work every morning, and I get there at 5 when they open, and uh, I always pre-order because it's two drinks. I get the same thing every morning, so I pre-order and then I walk in. Um, I got called out for pre-ordering this morning 
because there's a mobile ordering area beside the till. So I walked up to it and the worker grabbed my drinks and then set it there for me. And the guy in line beside me was like, oh, I was wondering who butted the line. And I was like, what? I'm sorry. <laughs> and he was just like, oh, no, it's fine. We're all just waiting. Yeah, and, should have pre-ordered, dog. Like, okay, <laughs> but I'd never really thought about that before. And I was like, you you kind of are butting the line when you pre-order, right? Because the minute a mobile order comes through, it takes precedence over anybody waiting in line. They immediately will make that one and have that ready first, and then they go back to people waiting in mm -hmm. line. So I did. I mean, I kind of every morning, I guess, butt the line, and this guy was definitely calling me out for it. I was like, okay, maybe he has a point. No, he doesn't have a point. That's not on you. That's how the chain chooses to operate. Yeah. If they, if they want to prioritize mobile orders over people standing in line, he should take that up with them, I, not with I, you. I also never really considered that. What if you don't have a phone? Who doesn't have a phone in, in well, I don't know, 2023? Maybe you can't afford a phone, and okay. then you have to wait in line. And I'm like, am I then butting the line in front of those people? Yeah, man. I'm sorry. That's just the way this Chain is operating. You sure. know, what, this, I didn't know what to say. I honestly just kind of left. I was like, I'm not. I'm, I'm okay. like, damn, should have mobile ordered, dude. And then, like, it's. I was in a fast food restaurant the other day, yeah. and I was the the only person in line in the restaurant, and I was standing there waiting for them to take my order, and they didn't even acknowledge me <laughs> for like 15 minutes yeah. because. They were taking all the drive-through orders, and they were buzzing in the back. And then the the Skip and Uber drivers were coming in and out and picking up their orders. Yeah. And I was like, "This is kind of ridiculous." But you can clearly see that these chains are trying to push everybody out of the store yeah. and into either mobile orders, where they run it out to your car, or the drive-through, or through these delivery delivery apps. Right. The drive-through is absolutely hilarious because yeah, any place you go, if the drive-throughs operating, you are not getting. Nope, that is number one. I'm, I always like, you see the drive-through line and sometimes it looks massive and you're like, I'm going to go in. It'll be it's quicker. It's not faster. Go. It's not. They will get through that whole line before yep. they get to you in, in the restaurant. I know they are pushing away from it. And I'm not then, you know, mad at the people who are in the drive-through. Yeah. yeah I, maybe I disagree with how the business has chosen to prioritize customers, but that's not those people's problem. Okay. Well, you know, I don't, yeah, I don't think you have anything to apologize about in that situation. Interesting. Sean. Yeah, it may just made me think about it. I was like, maybe he's right. Maybe okay. like, oh, would yeah. you like me to stand at the back of the line and wait to get my coffee that's right there when it's my turn? Or yeah. can I just grab these and go if that's okay with you? And it has its own separate little desk thing. So you yeah. do, right? And I actually sometimes will wait in line if I see that they don't see because I don't want to be that person that walks up and like demands the attention of the people. So if there's only a couple people, I'm like, I'll wait and then pick up my mobile order for that exact reason. But in this case, it was right there it's for right me. There. I walked up. And, yeah. Time this to man mind his business. Like Time to, like to bleach his ass. Bleach ass. How about you bleach your ass? You bleach ass. The Beckler and Shauna podcast. Producer Manning is in the studio. This sports quiz came down my TikTok feed the other day. It was one question, one very difficult question. And, it, and I thought I would ask this to you, Shauna, but it's it's so tricky that I, I was going to allow you to bring in some backup. So that's why I was like, Manning is here. I'm terrible when it comes to trivia to begin with, so this not going to go well. But well, You're pretty good at trivia, aren't you, Manning? At times. And, yeah. you know, and you know sports. Okay, here's the question. Name the six sports teams that share names across different sports. So these are the big four leagues in North America, NBA, MLB, NFL, NHL. There are six teams that have the same name in all of the uh, okay i see what you're saying um you, do you know what oh, i'm asking geez. yes okay yeah. now i f i figured this out but it took me a while by myself and like not cheating cardinals there's one panthers two giants three 
Oh my goodness, you guys are crushing. Um, There's three more. So you got uh, the Cardinals, the Panthers, and the Giants. I know because you have to not think the of, Astros. No, nope. you got to think um, of like Rangers. Rangers. Oh, yep, wow. That's great I'm really one. impressed. That's You're going to do this in like less than a minute. Uh, There's two more. And uh, I can give you a hint if you need it or if you want to try to complete it without the hint. Pirates? Kings. Kings. No, no, there it Kings is. And then there's one more. Wow. I'm really impressed. Because I gave the same one? question to my dad, and I think it took him like 45 <laughs> minutes to get through it. So, oh, I, at first, it's funny you said that I, immediately I was like, the riders, just because the <laughs> Go Dears! He's like, that doesn't exist. Nope, if that is not the it. CFL, though, you'd have the Lions. Yes, right? yes, yes, but no, we're not And the Tiger that. Cats. Uh, yeah. Boy, oh, boy. Tiger. Oh boy. <laughs> but Tigers? Mm, no? Just baseball. Oh, just baseball. Yeah. Well, and... Oh, no. Yep. Nope. Hey, I'm already seriously impressed with both of you. Um, There's one left, hey? There's one left. I don't know if you need a hint at all. Do you want me to give you the leagues? Sure. Sure. Okay. NHL and NFL. Oh, then I should know it. Yeah. yeah. This was a sneaky one. This was a sneaky one. I wonder if anyone's texting in the answer. Let me look here. Ha! <laughs> yeah, a few people got it. Panthers. So you have... Hold on, I'm just... You have the Rangers, the Cardinals, Cardinals, the Panthers, the Kings, and the Giants. There's one more. This should be jumping out at me. Yeah. Oh, boy. Oh, no. <laughs> Don't tell us where to get five. What the? You guys are so close. I want you to get it so bad. <laughs> Do you give up? And the NHL was the last one? Yeah, NHL and NFL. How would it? Is, what the frick? NHL. <laughs> uh, okay. Those days. They have more texts coming and more people have got oh, it. Oh, the Jets. There it is. Oh, <laughs> yeah. The Winnipeg we Jets and the New York Jets. Damn it. Yep. Okay. Uh, I'm seriously impressed with both of you, though. You guys crushed that. No, yeah. Well done. Manning, well done. That. Pat's on the back. Do it. <laughs> huh? Pat, 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 and Shauna Podcast. Here's another Frig Mary Kill for you, Beckler. All right. Uh, TV like shows. So okay. this is always where, yeah, we just take that. And so it's what show would you kill? Which would you revive? And what's your favorite show of all time? Ooh, okay. So let's start with which one would you kill? Which show would you rather not ever, ever see again? Oh, man. I mean, it'd be easy to pick like one of the annoying reality TV shows or something. Mm -hmm. I'm going to piss a lot of people off with my answer, though. Okay. I'd kill The Office. Oh. Because I've never seen it. Yeah. And I've heard all the jokes. Okay. So that's a valid reason. And so many of my friends just love that show. Yeah. And I'm like, and I'll like, they'll make references to me. And I'm like, I don't get it. That's really But funny. I almost do get it because I've heard them all. Yep. So, yeah. There's you? a lot of shows like that. Yeah. That I did not get on board with. And then you're like, great. Now all the jokes. <laughs> and at that point, it's too far gone. Right. Yeah, I'm not going to go back and watch it now. It's so, true. Uh, Big Bang Theory, I think, would be for me. Because Cliff likes it. And Cliff just, he puts it on all the time. And so I've seen the same episodes over and over. And it's like his comfort show, it seems. <laughs> and I don't get it. Uh, so, yes, I would, I would get rid of that one. Okay. Yeah. Um, on to the next one. Which would you revive? This one's tough because so many of my favorite shows are my favorite shows because they ended when they should have. Uh, okay. They didn't drag on too long. Fair. So I don't want to revive any of those if they were wrapped up in a neat, in a neat little bow. So I'd pick something that I think deserved more. A little more? Yeah. Yep. Something like Freaks and Geeks, maybe. Oh, okay. Which was an awesome show, but there was only one or two seasons. Interesting. And it could have had more, I think. it had. There was still room left. 
It's funny because with Matthew Perry now, I was thinking about Friends recently, and I was like, I would love to see Friends come back. A Friends reboot. Yeah. Yeah, just because it was, again, it's, I, I watch shows and I know I'm a lot different this way because some people like the like deeper shows and darker shows and that kind of thing. And for me, it's always, I like fluff a little more when I watch my TV shows and thinking about friends and watching it before, like there was just a lot of happy moments that yeah. are associated with it. It's that, you know, nostalgia type deal with me. So I would, I would bring a, a friend's reboot back. Yeah. Okay. Even at the age that the cast would be now. Yeah. Okay. Why not? Sure. I mean, they, they look damn good for their age. They can still convince that they're younger. Yep. And then the last one is your favorite show of all time? Uh, probably The Simpsons. Yeah. Yeah. I know. Even though that show is a show that has dragged on too long. Yes. Um, the, when it was good, it was the best show ever, I think. Yep. So. I loved watching The Simpsons. So I was going to say Simpsons or um, Suits and Entourage are two oh, shows boy. that when I... <laughs> Yep. When okay. I went to college, I would have them on in the background all the time. And they were just shows that, and because of that, again, mindless TV shows are what I go for. And I was like, I... That's a good word for entourage. Absolutely. They both are. Suits is the same. Um, but it's that type of show that I like to watch. And okay. so those two are like kind of the ones that I remember more recently of shows that kind of, they, they, they had a purpose for me. They were great for when I was like working in university and had to put something on in the background. So. And I know you like to watch most of your TV in the background. It's so. no, yeah, I don't watch. That's all. That's the only way. So yeah, if it's stupid, then you can follow along <laughs> without watching it, right? <laughs> the Beckler and Shauna podcast. Have you followed any of the developments over the past week or so, Shauna, with the carbon tax? A little bit, but I haven't gone deep into it. No, it's. Fairly interesting. It's, uh, there's a lot going on here. Mm -hmm. So at the end of at the end of last, and of course the carbon tax has been so hugely contentious here in Alberta, right? Yep. At the end of last week, the federal government announced a pause on the carbon tax for three years on heating oil in Atlantic Canada. So many homes in Atlantic Canada use heating oil to heat their homes through the winter. Yep. And they said they cited the you know the affordability crisis and the, they're given going to give Atlantic Canadians a chance to switch over to heat pumps instead of oil heat so they're going to pause the carbon tax on heating there for for three years and this is interesting for a, a few reasons because for years now proponents of the carbon tax have said that people lower income people will get back as much as they as they pay in if not more right, right. In, in rebates it's revenue neutral is what they say yep so then by 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 doing this the federal government has basically admitted that no it does the carbon tax does contribute to the increased cost of living so, yep. I mean, seriously undercut that argument there. I also find it strange that it's only Atlantic Canada. That raised a lot of eyebrows too, Shauna. Which, yeah, I was just like, oh, okay. And there yeah. have been politicians all across the country since then, conservative politicians in particular, but saying like, okay, what about our region? Yeah. You know, like people up north saying, well, it's even colder up here in the Arctic. Where is our pause on the carbon tax? You know, well, things are expensive. Mm-hmm. Many people have pointed to the fact that the Liberal government just, just recently started really bleeding support in Atlantic Canada, which has typically been a place that they can count on. Yeah. So That's is this a way to buy a few votes out there? And it's funny because one of the ministers from the Liberal, the federal Liberal government basically kind of said that part out loud in an interview recently. I don't even think it's... <laughs> You, you like something that you you can doubt honestly when it gets down to this kind of thing. Yeah, she said if you if, if the prairies you know want more say in this, they should elect more liberals. 
Yeah. It's like, okay, so then Anytime you lower the carbon policy, tax here. It's always or, politics, right? Like, of course it is. Yeah, and yeah. of course it is. Um, the other thing is that this pause sort of flies in the face of the messaging that we've been hearing about climate change, that you know, this is an emergency and the carbon tax is the best lever that they can pull mm -hmm. to address it before it's too late, right? And now they're like, well, actually, no, people do need to pay for heat too, which many opponents to the carbon tax have been saying all along. It's like, what do you... Winter requires heat. What do you expect us to do? Yeah. So they've contradicted themselves in a big way there, too. But when it comes to winning votes, okay? Yeah. Got to change things. So it's just been a pretty wild week in terms of the carbon tax and the moves made by the federal government. Mm -hmm. To be honest with you, Shauna, it feels like these feel like Hail Mary plays by a government that sees their chances of getting reelected slipping away. A little more each day. The podcast. I just saw this headline: Airbnb is broken. How the CEO plans to fix it. And I got thinking, and I was like, "Well, we could probably help with this, Beckler." What's wrong with Airbnb? Uh, I don't know. I guess it's becoming less and less popular. Like, there's just becoming a lot of issues with it, and now it's not being allowed in a lot of different places because of the issues that have complications and blah blah blah. So. Well, I know, like the. Taking rent, taking like rental units off the market, making them these short-term rentals for Airbnb and Verbo, and uh, a lot of cities are opposed to that now, right? And there's a lot of illegal Airbnbs that are popping up, uh, and I think the prices are getting so outrageous, and the cleaning fees just keep going up, and it's making it not, it doesn't even make sense to really use yeah. it anymore, so yeah. I was just looking at one, and the cleaning fees, the Airbnb fee, and the taxes for like four nights was a thousand dollars. Yeah, it's crazy. Which is nuts. Mm -hmm. There's a, a comedian I listen to sometimes, and he was he says that there's just too many rules. Yep. with Airbnbs. He says people want to relax on vacation and you're just hit with like this avalanche of rules. And that's the yeah. thing is because again, it's trying to be discouraged. So now there's more rules that come in that then get passed along to you to use it. So it's just not, <laughs> it's not working. It's not working. So Airbnb needs a little help. They need they? a little help. I mean, there are probably people who would love to see Airbnb die. I'm sure there is. Yeah. But yeah. for those who don't, mm -hmm. you want to make Airbnb sexy. sexy. Ooh. This is quite a large unit. Really, it's more than we need. Mm. Oh, don't worry if it gets a little messy. There's a cleaning fee. A significant cleaning fee. Mm. This unit sleeps four, but I don't think anyone will be sleeping much. Oh, that's far too short. I need longer. The length of your stay, that is, it's a three night minimum. Have a spare condominium you'd like to rent out? Oh, you can air be my B anytime. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. oh. <laughs> Just stupid noises. Just why not? <laughs> Don't do that. No, no, that's terrifying. Airbnb. I know when Airbnb first arrived in Canada, lots of people were really pumped about it. And one of our coworkers at the time was was so jacked on Airbnb. Like, this is just the greatest. And now I think all the problems with it have revealed yeah. themselves. Hey. Well, and that's just it. Like it, it used to be way more affordable. It truly yeah. was, and now it's honestly the same cost as hotels. And it is because of the problems that come. Unfortunately, like 
Yeah, there's, you know, the horror stories of whatever, kids dying and, and all of that that mm-hmm. have uh, ruined it because then you need the insurance, which now that costs way too much money. And now neighborhoods hate when there's Airbnbs like within condo buildings and stuff. Like even our building, they were trying to rule out Airbnbs uh, right How- as I was leaving because they don't want it happening in your building. How do they do that? Just change the condo bylaws yeah. or whatever? Yeah, though? it's super easy. And I know a lot of condos are doing it now because, yeah, people who live in the like and own in those buildings don't like Airbnb guests, of course, because right. they want to live in a residence, not a hotel. That's right? it. So- and people can just be super disrespectful. So, uh-huh. yeah. Yeah, it's... Uh, I'm curious to see if it can be revived or if they're going to figure out a way to fix it or if it's just kind of done. Like, you're right because it it was affordable initially where you're like, wow, I can stay in you know a house for a hundred bucks a night and split it four or five ways, right? And you get a full kitchen yep. and like there's just things about it that made it way better than a hotel room. But and now it's so expensive, like with all the fees and the taxes and everything. And the the fees are more than the stay. Like yeah. it's stupid. And like the cleaning fees wouldn't it. It's like three, four hundred dollars mm-hmm. cleaning fees. You're like, what? Like, so unless you're looking for like a, a very niche property that you can't find, yeah. if it's just somewhere to sleep, then I'm like, I'll stay at a hotel where I know what I'm getting. And you know, it's a reputable hotel chain. Well, and that's just it too, right? Is when it's cheaper. Also, you're there's a tiny bit of a gamble that comes with it because it's not a reputable hotel, and now it's the same price, and you still have that mm-hmm. risk. Like, it makes no sense. Yeah, and then there are some places like I don't know if it's still the case, but I had heard a few years ago that in Reykjavik, the capital of Iceland, there's almost nowhere in the downtown for locals to live because it's all Airbnbs. These people have, you know, who own multiple places have created their own little like Airbnb empires and it's such a tourist hotspot that they can keep those places full. Yeah, that's a problem too, right? And then you kind of like lose the, you know, you lose, you lose, if you, you lose the character of your city, right? If you do. It's all just yeah. short-term rentals. So... I don't know. Like, I see the the space for it in the market, but there are lots of problems that come with it, too. Definitely. Yeah. If you're looking to move out of a, an Airbnb-ridden condo building into perhaps a place of your own, and you're thinking about building, think about Shane Homes. Shane Homes offers affordable customization. They allow you to customize some of their most popular floor plans to make it absolutely perfect for your needs. And you can learn more about them at ShaneHomes.com. Shane Homes. The better way to build. The Beckler and Shauna podcast. I've noticed another TV trope. Okay. In the show that we're watching right now, McKenna and I. So there was a crisis in this office and one employee found the solution and averted the crisis. And then when she left work for the day, everyone stood up and clapped her out of there. She got a standing ovation as she was leaving. Nope. And you see this all the time, especially in police shows. Yeah. You know, the officer who made a big arrest or solved a big case. They get a standing ovation when they come into the into work. Has this ever happened ever? I hope not. I hope not, too. Because that's awkward. Oh, man. Can you imagine? Like, what would you do if you were the person who, like, you walk, uh, you know, oh, Jesus. Okay. Uh, thank you. I, thank I, you. I, I'm going to go now. Uh, or, like, I think I'd be awkward on either either side of that exchange. Yeah. Like, I don't want to be, the be one, one, to, no. one of the goofs standing there clapping either. No. No. Like, <laughs> I don't. Does it, as, I'm, I'm wondering if it's ever happened. Like you said, I really hope it hasn't. Because... I mean, I could see a very ambitious, you know, the the jolly the jolly Janine of the office mm. that's like, we're gonna do this for her. Okay, everybody stand up. I'd be like, I'm everyone, not part of this. And start clapping. Okay, every, guys, guys, let's do it. <laughs> yeah, I could see it maybe for that, but again, very rarely. And I don't think anybody would listen to 
Jolly Janine there. I'll be like, be I'll like, just congratulate them yeah, personally the like next time I talk. Like a normal person I'm not going to stand there and clap like a, a goon. F- a flash standing ovation here. Yeah. <laughs> what the? And then, like you said, being on the receiving end of that, it'd be like having happy birthday sung to you, but only worse. Yeah. Which is a really awkward feeling, having happy birthday sung to you. It really is. Yeah, we've talked about that before, too. Like, hey, yeah. Getting a standing ovation in your office? No. Nope. Oh, I'd die. No, thank you. <laughs> it, that should be a punishment. That shouldn't be when you do something, <laughs> right? Stop, not for when you do something good. It's for when you do something moronic. Yeah. All right, now now you you need to stand at it. Waffle. We're all just going to stare at you and clap. If you get written up twice, oh, you get God. a standing ovation. Great. You have to sit there and sweat through Not it. another standing <laughs> o. The Beckler and Shauna Podcast. I came across this baseball stat. Randy Johnson hit a bird, and then the Diamondbacks won the World Series that year. Earlier this year, Zach Gallen hit a bird. Now the Diamondbacks are once again in the World Series. <laughs> I love whoever finds these ridiculous statistics because basically they're trying to imply that if you want to get into the World Series, you just have to kill a bird with a pitch, which is ridiculous. Or that it's a good omen. I didn't know Zach Gallen had hit a bird. Yeah, yeah. I missed that. No, I uh, I did too, but it was early on in the season. Uh, yeah, he was warming up and killed a bird as well with a pitch. Oh, maybe because it was during warm-ups I didn't see. But even then, you think that the internet would have made a big deal about that. You would have, I know. Because that Randy Johnson highlight is arguably the greatest sports highlight of all time. And every year, like, they celebrate it and it comes back every yeah. time, right? And everybody's always like, this is the 20th anniversary of when that happened. <laughs> so you'd think you'd think that they would. But I was thinking about what Blue Jays commentators Buck and Pat would feel about this. It's a beautiful night in the ballpark, so a bit chaotic in the broadcast booth. Uh, I have to ask Tabby, what's with all the birds? Well, it's good luck to kill a bird with a pitch, so I was hoping if there were enough birds around, so I stole some pigeons. This is nuts. It's like, oh. it's like broadcasting from an Alfred Hitchcock oh. film. They're, they're starting to turn on me, Buck. Ah. I may have made a mistake. Call off the bird derby, Tabby. There's bird crap everywhere. Jesus, this one's sniffing my giblets. The Fangler and Shauna Podcast. A playful wrestling match broke out between McKenna and I last night. I don't want to know about this. No, it wasn't like that. Okay. It was just playful. It wasn't erotic wrestling. It was just playful. <laughs> yeah, okay. What, what happened was she wanted me to grate an entire brick of cheese but the good cheese grater was in the dishwasher, so she gave me this like r- silly little one, and I was like, "No, that's gonna take the forever. dinky one." Yeah, I was like, "It's gonna take forever. I'm not doing a whole Nobody brick wants of cheese on that dinky thing. one." Yeah, okay. And she said, "She said do it," and I said, "No." And then I hit her with several sockets in a row. Oh, good. Got her with some crop ch- crotch chops. Good, yeah. Uh, and she didn't like that, so it turned into a wrestling match. Do you and Cliff ever wrestle? Yeah. You guys do? Oh yeah. Well, it just, yeah, it starts like just a playful fight, right? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wasn't sure if that was an oddity of our relationship or if other couples are out there wrestling on the floor, too. But... No, I think everybody needs to wrestle a little bit, you know? <laughs> no. Anyway, uh, I think I won. I mm-hmm. pulled a pretty sweet finishing move on McKenna. What'd you do? So she had a small bandage on her finger, a small band aid, and it came off during the wrestling. And then I pinned her and I stuck it to her cheek <laughs> like Nelly. <laughs> Like the rapper Nelly in the early 2000s. Okay. And I said, you're Nelly. And then that was the end of it. I think I I think I think won. I Nellied her. That was my finishing move. Yeah, that's an interesting. Okay. <laughs> well, there you go. I was the victor. I think. Uh, Are you literally just, we're, we're, you're telling me that's just to brag about you winning the wrestling match? No one match was there to see it. Your- I thought it was so funny when I Nellied her. And I was like, I got to tell everyone about this tomorrow. <laughs> 
Have you ever heard of anyone getting Nellied before? No. No, I think I, I mean, may have invented something new. To be fair, though, so, that used to be a cool thing to do, right? To be fair. Uh, is to, you know, put that on... Just put a bandage th- on your on your cheek. So maybe she, maybe it's a good thing. Maybe maybe she's going to bring it back. Yeah, maybe she's going to start. She looks. She looked in the mirror after that. She's like, actually, let's. I look pretty cool. Let's bring Nelly being Nelly back. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was a pretty sweet finishing move. I thought it was even better than the sharpshooter. Dare oh, I say, Lordy, <laughs> the Beckler and Shauna podcast etymology with Shauna. You know how alcohol is measured in proof. Yeah, like it's like it's a whatever proof, and it's usually like double the the percentage, right? Like if they say this vodka is forty percent alcohol, it's eighty proof. Yeah, uh, I got thinking about why we call it proof. I was like, that's kind of a weird unit of measurement. Like I never really considered it before. So I was like, huh, why do we call it proof? Why is that why we measure it? So I looked into it. So back in the fifteen hundreds in England. There was a test that they did to see how much alcohol was in each jug or each thing of, of booze, essentially. And the test was the government would soak a gun pellet with alcohol and then try to set fire to the gunpowder. And if it lit, the alcohol content in the liquor was high enough to ignite, and it was proof that it contained a high amount of alcohol. Mm-hmm. So that was called the proof test. Did they say what proof that happened at? No. No, I didn't look into that. I I should look into that as well. But basically, that was then deemed a proof spirit. If it lit, it meant that it was a proof spirit, and then they could tax you higher for it. I wonder if it's 100. Because if you think about it, vodka doesn't ignite. Nope. But like Bacardi 151 does. Yeah. And I think Bacardi 151 is called that because it's 151 proof. Interesting. Does that that sound right? That seems like a high proof. I don't even know. But. Isn't there a lyric in that song, You Got What I Need by Biz Markey, where he says, let me ask you some questions, see if you're 100 proof? So maybe 100 proof is the cutoff. Mm, anyway, maybe. I'm just speculating here. Uh, but the bottom line, also, they would use these tests to see, like, if you were trying to sell somebody this, then they would knew that there was the right amount of alcohol mm-hmm. in it. It wasn't being undercut as well, but it was all in proof. It was the proof test that you had to do to see what the alcohol content truly was, and that's why it's called proof. Back in the day when there was no proof quality spirit. control and like nope. the risk of watering down that's it. booze was real. Yeah, yeah, and you didn't want to do that, but also it kind of sucks because once you're, you know, it would ignite, it meant that you did get taxed higher because it uh, once again was... It was enough booze to get taxed higher. So, yeah, there you go. The with Shauna. The Beckler and Shauna podcast. Hey, hey, what did you learn today? I have two. Can I go first one really quick? Yeah, for sure. Earlier I said that vodka wouldn't light on fire. I was incorrect. Vodka can, can light on I guess 40% is kind of like the percentage around when alcohol will start to gotcha. ignite the flashpoint or whatever. So vodka, if you try to ignite, it will burn like clear blue okay a little bit so i was wrong about that i guess i've never tried to light vodka i haven't either fire. and i thought all the flaming novelty shots that you get at bars had to be a higher yeah percentage than that maybe that's maybe they just make it easier to light i don't know perhaps but vodka will light so. uh this i might just be the last person on earth to know this but i didn't realize that mike tyson is super obsessed with pigeons yeah like racing pigeons and homing pigeons and stuff yeah, yeah. he has a th- he, at one point he had a thousand pigeons and he just, uh, he said that he, like, developed this really strange bond with pigeons. He also ha- has released a game now. Um, it's like a trading card game that was inspired by his love for pigeons. So You ever seen any of the memes of him, like, kissing well. pigeons and, like, cuddling them? Uh, no. It's super funny because he's so gentle with them and he's, like, the yeah he's a killer. Right? He's he was saying so that, tough. like, 
yeah, he had no friends uh, growing up, and so Pigeons is where he found Solace. And at one point, I guess he was dating a girl, and then she cooked one of his pigeons, and he just oh. couldn't do it. And that's uh, how they kind of ended that relationship. Yeah. Just a lot of stuff about him and pigeons that I did <laughs> not know. Strange. Anyway. Uh, okay, the one thing I actually learned today, uh, there's this theory called The Death of the Author. It was actually the name of an essay put forward by this guy, Roland Barthez, in the 60s. And it's the idea that once an author has published a work, published a book, whatever they intended for that to mean doesn't matter anymore. The only thing that matters is how it's interpreted by readers. Hmm. Yep. And, I, and then t the, it argues that to look into, you know, who the author was and try to glean information or meaning out of that, it, it's, it's, it's a waste of time. And it, this kind of relates to, you know, lots of artists won't talk about what their works mean. I was going to say, because, it, yeah, it, they want you to kind of develop yeah. what you, what it means to you, right? Absolutely. Yeah. I know lots of singers are like that, or songwriters are like that with their lyrics. Yeah. My brother's a painter. He won't tell anybody what his paintings mean, because he's like, "What's whatever you see in it, that's totally. what I want it to mean. So yeah. it means something different for him than it does to the viewer. So that's, he's kind of arguing that. So to say, you know, like an author is... People might look and be like, okay, so he was born in the 18th century and he was a Protestant, so maybe he meant this. It's like, it doesn't, it doesn't matter. No. Whatever you're taking out of the book is yes. the only thing that matters because the work kind of takes on a life of its own. It makes sense. So, yeah. The Death of the Author is the name of the essay if you want to read it. You've been listening to the Beckler and Shauna podcast. Brought to you by Shane Holmes. Offering affordable customization on your new home. You want more? Then tune in to X Mornings with Beckler and Shauna live on Calgary's Alternative. X92.9. Monday through Friday, 6 to 10 a.m. Mountain Time at x929.ca. And don't forget to subscribe to this podcast and have Beckler and Shauna download it daily to whatever device you use. Later. X After Hours, a weekly podcast that brings X Afternoons with Mariah and Ty to another level of awesome. It allows you to listen on your own terms. Go behind the curtain and hear the stuff you won't hear on the radio. Like, f they're going to say f Find X After Hours wherever you get your podcasts or on the X app.